Got to say, just listening to Joel and Fletch there out of Australia, um, firstly, really nice rapport between the two of them. But, um, yeah, slightly, not probably quite what I was expecting uh, with some of the questions they did pose around the situation in the Ashes. Because there's a lot of hypocrisy with the Australians, but I thought that Joel and Fletch were quite balanced in the way they did approach it, and I will digress on that a little bit more shortly. Uh, I want to take try and take some talk back on the situation regarding the spirit of the game. The dismissal of Johnny Bairstow, whether or not Australia should have stumped him. Technically, they're 100% correct within the rules of the game, but then, mind you, so was the underarm incident back in 1981. It was technically legal. There are a lot of things that are legally correct, but morally corrupt. And I think if you could... A metaphor for legally correct, morally corrupt, I think is Australian cricket. I can't stand them. I think they are the biggest bunch of hypocrites in the world. They are your classic bullies. Very good at dishing it out, terrible at taking it. Let's be honest, Ian Smith was right when he said there's no such thing anymore as the spirit of the game. There was, and then the chapels came along in the 1970s and it disappeared pretty quickly. And Australian cricket from one generation to the next have just adopted what I would consider to be just absolutely an utter appalling behaviour. Go back to the underarm incident, go back to the Mike Whitney 1986-87 Boxing Day test with Hadley and Danny Morrison having them LBW on about 10 occasions only for their 12th man, the umpire, not to give either of them out. You know, you go back to 2011 and we win a test in Tasmania and they give the man of the match to Shane Warne. Not a cricket-related matter, but even the Rugby League World Cup back in 2008, we won that. They gave Darren Lockyer the man of the match. You go back to the World Test Cricket Championship played against India this year and there was a catch that Cameron Green took that was definitely not a catch. Not one former Australian player criticised that decision. The Australians had no issue with it. Yet, clearly not catch. We've had a couple of incidents in this test match. Smith taking what looked like a remarkable catch, but if you watch it, it wasn't a catch. Australian said nothing. Mitchell Stark takes a catch that looked like a catch, but within the rules of the game was deemed not to be a catch. The Australians jumped up and down and cried like little girls and little babies. I'm a little bubba wubba, I'm an Australian cricketer. But hey, given out within the rules of the game. Following the next day, though, more than happy for the rules of the game to be adhered to. 
and all the former Australian cricketers who absolutely went off their nut the day before and how the start catch couldn't be given out. More than happy, though, with the Johnny Besto decision. Stuart Broad says to Kerry, this is what you'll be remembered for. And all the Australian papers are going, Stuart, I didn't walk broad, going back to the last Ashes series where he got an edge, was caught at second slip and didn't walk. When was the last time an Australian walked in a game of cricket? Seriously, when did an Australian last walk in a game of cricket? Oh, Adam Gilchrist said, I walked. I always walked if I got the edge. The same Adam Gilchrist who stood behind the stumps, more than happy to appeal for a catch that wasn't a catch, a baller to come off the thigh pad on the hope that the umpire might give them out. More than happy to appeal for LBWs that clearly weren't even remotely in line on the hope the umpire might get it wrong. Complete and utter hypocrisy. Australia are the best cricketing nation in the world, but they are an absolute disgrace when it comes to sportsmanship. And they are the last thing you want your kids to grow up and want to be. You've got Sam Papergate. Trying to make out it was the first time they'd done it. Rubbish. It was just simply the first time they'd got caught. You had Michael Clark years ago. Clearly heard through the umpire. Clearly heard through the um, stump mics. We'll break your effing arm. But nobody can sledge the little baby Australian when Zuzman Kawaja gets a send-off. How dare they? It's not exactly within the spirit of the game. I heard that terminology being used by former Australian cricketers that that send-off for Usman Kawaja was not within the spirit of the game. The Australians, when it comes to cricket, and I only mean cricket because I've got a lot of time for so many other Australian sports, I genuinely do, are just a pack of mongrels. They are the lowest of the low. 0800-150811. So all the Aussies think it was brilliant. Besto's given out. And that it was okay because it was within the rules. But those same Aussies 24 hours earlier couldn't stand the fact that Starks catch, even though the umpires got it correctly right because it was within the rules. that somehow that catch should have stood. Every time Australia were involved in a serious game of cricket, their bad sportsmanship comes to the fore. They're never gracious. Now, I know Brendan McCullum's come out and said, look, I'm not sure we'll be having a beer with them after the test. It's going to take some time. And a lot of people have jumped on Brendan McCullum. Yes, but Brendan McCullum did it against Sri Lanka. Yes, but Brendan McCullum came out sometime later and said, look, I was young, I was dumb, and I was wrong. And it wasn't within the spirit of the game, and I shouldn't have done it. Doesn't make it right at the time. But you know, no Australian cricketer is ever going to come out and apologise for situations like this. 0800 150811. But does it really, really surprise you? 
See, in most countries, if somebody kills cops and robs banks, they're the lowest of the low. If somebody's a brutal gangster who kills people, they are the lowest of the low. But no, not in Australia. They'd need Kelly, their chopper eat, and their national damn heroes. Oh eight hundred one five oh eight double one is the number. Now, here I am basically sledging the Australians out there. It'll be interesting to see the reaction. Because that's what I'm doing. I'm sledging you Australians. Can you suck it up? Can you take it on the chin? Or you're just typical bullies. Very good at dishing it out, but terrible at taking it. You wrote the damn book when it comes to sledging. You've never walked in your life, but you point the finger at everybody else. Absolutely laughable. What I will say, though, I love it because it's got me engaged and I wish New Zealand rugby and other sports would have this level of controversy because I can guarantee the viewing numbers for the next test will be through the damn roof because we all love a train wreck, don't we? So as much as the Australians disgust me and annoy me, there's a part of me as a sports fan that loves the narrative, a narrative that no longer exists in rugby in this country because rugby is only about the 80 minutes in the middle of the park. 0800 150811 is the number. Now, I've made a deliberate point, and I love doing this. I love doing this. Boy, it winds them all up. I go on the Facebook pages, like Australian Cricket Fans page, and they're all applauding the decision of Kerry. And so I write, I write, comments highlighting all the hypocrisy in the Australian cricket team. And then I just sit back and I just hope important people are wasting their time because something I've posted. I don't really care what the reaction is. I'm not going to reply to the reaction. I just love to throw it on there so that important people waste their time replying to me. I do it quite regularly. I love doing it to English rugby fans too, who, you know, still think they're the greatest rugby nation on earth. You can text the program to here on double eight double three. Or you can jump on the phone 0800 Carla's text and Mark, you're 100% correct. I play pub cricket over there and it was insane what they would say to you. Hi Mark, I was watching the running race in Christchurch in the weekend where they run 6.7 kilometres every hour till the last man standing. Sam Harvey, what a machine, backing up 10 days after running 100 laps around 680 kilometres winning again, but this time only having to run 43 laps. Yeah, we're going to talk some athletics too after 8 o'clock with Hayden Sherman. There's been a lot of really cool things happening in athletics, um, particularly around Zoe Hobbs. I also, too, should just mention Daniel Hiller for winning uh, the British Masters Golf Championship. Uh, what a legend, 24 years of age, first major win, 400,000-odd pounds. Remarkable story. And then, of course, Shane Van Gisbergen. We are going to focus on Shane a little bit later. I think it's one of the great moments 
uh, in the history of motorsport in this country and I think in time might just be one of those great underrated moments in the history of New Zealand sport. You win in NASCAR on debut. There are four major sports in America, NBA, NFL, baseball, NASCAR, and then ice hockey. But NASCAR is one of the big four. Shane Van Gisbergen on debut wins. Boy from Auckland, remarkable story. Anyway, let's go continue to put the boot into the Aussies. Let's see how Aussie friends over there react and how Australians living in the country react. Let's see if they've got some thick skin. Let's see if they can handle the sledging. Hopefully the Australian public are a little bit more resilient than the Australian cricket team.